Blog Talk Radio. Welcome to Rainer's Radio, practical training for joint heirs with Christ, with your host, Diane Thomas. Good evening, and welcome to Rainer's Radio. This is Diane Thomas, your host. Let's just stop, take a minute, let our focus return to the presence of God. We've been talking about his presence for quite some time now. So hopefully you've had an increasing awareness of his ever-present presence. He is never far. You don't have to call to him to get him to answer. Distance is not the issue. There may be other reasons you're not hearing him, but distance is not one of them. And that's true whether you've been born again or not. Every atom in creation is controlled by God. Every molecule, every activity, all history, is controlled inside and out by God. So there are things we want to, instead of blaming distance or thinking he's doing something else or not paying attention to you, looking at other reasons that you, yourself, are not hearing from him. One of them may be that you're just misinterpreting. Very often, especially at the beginning, what he says to us is very simple and usually very encouraging. Like, I love you. I'm proud of you. Yes, you're hearing me. Very simple. And a lot of times we think when we hear him, there's going to be banners going off and angelic horns and usually not. And that's good. Just as when we speak with a friend or someone we love, we don't have to make a huge announcement before we just start talking to them. 
and they know they've heard us based on past experience. Often when you call a friend or relative on the phone, you don't have to say your name. It's, hey, it's me. That's what God wants with us, is that we would be so familiar with his voice that the question about whether it's him or not fades. Now, our enemy, the devil, is a good copycat. And he may try to copy God, the sound of his voice. Which is why you and I not only are learning to hear his voice, recognize his voice, we're also learning to test it and to know not just his voice, but how he feels about us. There are two voices that speak to the sheep, the shepherd and the butcher. Regardless, over time, whether you're hearing God's voice or another voice, it will become evident because God will make himself known. The devil will reveal himself by his actions, by his, what he says to you. When we talk about knowing him personally, we find a lot of the things that we are focused on is our soul trying to prevent our spirit from gaining supremacy over our soul. So we don't look at critically speaking, where we are. God knows where we are. He arranged the circumstances we find ourselves in. And nothing we are involved in, past, present, or future, is a surprise to him. Again, what's going on? Our soul created a mask, a fake, a hoax soul. And now we don't need that mask anymore. But the mask doesn't want to go away. Freedom for your true soul 
your true self means union with spirit. So freedom for your soul to be rejoined to your spirit means death for your mask. And your max, your mask doesn't want to die. And what are we again involved in? Time and attention. Spending time with God, giving him our attention. Eventually, this will be a 24-hour-a-day, seven days a week part of our lifestyle that we are perpetually aware. Think about how Jesus lived his life. He learned to know his Father and then lived and moved and had his being as a spirit in a with a soul in a earth body. He set the example for us. <coughs> we have a hard time thinking of ourselves as having that same relationship with, with our father, his father, and yet that's what he paid for. That's what Jesus made the way for, was to bring us into the same relationship with Father that he has and that he had here on this earth. Obviously, our path is different than his. And it's different from one another. But knowing that God knows exactly what you need right now to bring you freedom and joy and peace and unity with spirit. His desire for you is good and will be worth whatever it takes to bring about that unity. Now, we're all in different places. We all have different understanding and experiences of knowing God. And one of the things we talked about in the past is the whole concept of, of time. But as a spirit being, you have authority over time. And this is where we, we're just going to touch real quick on redeeming the time. We've all made mistakes and we've all wasted time. Doesn't matter. As a spirit, you can redeem the time 100%. Now what that looks like, it's hard to, to know. Not enough people have really experienced redeeming the time.
But since God created time, and we are one with him, we have that authority. Time was created for this earth plane, not our soul, not our spirit. So we can exercise authority over our past, our present, and our future. Now this is something God teaches us. And rather than trying to use it as a way to solve our problems, you know, we all can define something about our lives that, okay, if I can just figure this out, then everything will be great. If I can get this question answered or uh, somehow compensate for a mistake or anything, we always have a way of saying, okay, if this was just taken care of, then I'd be able to know God. Well, that's a lie because there's nothing keeping you from knowing God. Your spirit already knows God 100%. Who you truly are, a born-again spirit, is one with God right now. So that's not the problem. Your spirit knows everything, all the answers you need, you already have. All the healing, all the freedom, all the power, all the kingdom, all the eternal life you have in your spirit, you have it now. You are a joint heir with Christ, a co-inheritor. Everything he's received, you've received in your spirit. In your spirit. Our spiritual relationship with God is not the issue. It's done. It's finished. It's complete. God is well pleased. Our problem is, again, our soul. Our soul, and God doesn't hold this against us. We've we've tried to meet our needs on our own. Before we met God, we didn't have any choice. Because our needs... The soul needs what the spirit has to give. And when we were dead in our spirit, our soul could not could not get its needs met. But now we are connected to spirit. And our soul is learning how to get its needs met by the spirit. But our soul has also gotten really good at and used to getting its needs met on its own. And our soul has trust issues and control issues and selfishness issues, all kinds of issues. And this is why we spend time with God and give him our attention. You can't change your soul. You can't fix it. You can't just, oh, I'm going to change my habits, change my behavior, You can't change your way of thinking. Only God can do that. He's working on what's important to him right now. A lot of times we are focusing focusing on things that are important to us. When God is working on things that are important to him. 
always, always, always we come back to spending time with him and giving him our attention. He loves you. He's bringing you into complete unity, spirit, soul, and body, so that you can receive everything he has for you. All the eternal life, not just in your spirit, but flowing into your soul, completely unhindered, and even into your body. God is well pleased with each of us. We don't need to talk him into moving on our behalf. He already has, he already is, he will always move on our behalf. Again, his ways are not our ways, but they are spiritual. And what he is doing in our soul is spiritual. It's bringing our soul into alignment with spirit. What happens what it, what happens when that happens? Our soul has all its needs met. Let's look back at Adam and Eve walking in the garden with God. They had all their needs met by God. They didn't need to set up a kingdom, they didn't need to set up a government or start a business, or compete for God's favor. All they did was commune with each other and with God. All their needs were met. Now what did they lack? Appreciation. Gratitude. They had always experienced all of their needs met. Now, God made them this way. This was part of his plan. That by separating man from spirit, from their spirit, their spirit died. And that's what we've inherited. But God's purpose was to show how much we need him. There is a part of our character as human beings that when we don't have appreciation for something that we receive unconditionally, it diminishes who we are as a created being. Now that's, again, the, the created part, the soul and the, and the body. Your spirit is, there's only two states of your spirit. Your spirit is e- either dead, which we were all born dead, except for Adam and Eve and Jesus. Everyone else was born dead in their spirit. And then at some point in time, 
we were born again in spirit. Those are the only two options. Dead spiritually or living spiritually. Spiritually, you don't get closer to God. You don't grow and mature spiritually. That which is born of spirit is spirit. So your spirit is fully one with God as now, as soon as you're reborn. But the work is to bring you back into unity, spirit, soul, and body, so that he can express himself to you and through you. Restoring not just your solical relationship with him, but your solical relationship with your spirit and your solical relationship with your body. Restoration. And this whole, the whole thing about sin has gotten so misplaced. All have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. That's not the issue. The sins, the concept of sin from God is, let's say, let's call it a teaching aid. Why does God call something a sin? Not because it's displeasing to him. but because it hurts us. He loves us so much, he doesn't want us to continue to do things that hurt us. He points those things out as he is changing us. Now, There are always going to be part of this earth, there are going to be consequences for our behaviors. That's part of this earth zone that God has created for us. But it is not a reflection of God's love for us. This is why we take everything back to him Lord this just happened are you trying to tell me something is this something from you or is this just a part of a fallen creation we know the rain falls on the just and the unjust on the living and the dead the living in spirit and the dead in spirit When an earthquake hits and a whole city is wiped out, odds are there are believers, living spirits, that also are killed. It doesn't mean anything. Sometimes it does, but God lets us know. You know, when we're looking for judgment in our lives, if it's judgment from God, he will make it very clear it would kind of miss the point if he didn't. 
Now, again, there are times when on this earth plane, there are consequences to our behaviors. If we're drinking and driving and we get pulled over, we're going to get a ticket hauled off to jail. That has nothing to do with our relationship with God. And how do we respond to that? Is while we're sitting in jail, Lord, what's going on? Lord, is there something you want to talk to me about? We are all in process. We, are, we all have circumstances that God is using in our lives to teach us one thing, to turn to him. That's what repentance is, turning to him. Not to our pastor, not to our authority, spiritual authority in our lives, not to the Bible or our church, but to a present God, a God who is sitting next to you right now, who is listening to your heartbeat, who loves you beyond your ability to receive it. God is so gracious, he doesn't pour out his love for you the way he wants to because it would kill you. But he wants to. He wants you to be able to receive unconditionally the love he has for you that is unconditional. He loves you because that's his nature. That's who he is. That's his character. He can't not love you. He can't stop loving you. Now, what does that look like for you and I? For God so loved, he gave. He wants to give himself to you unconditionally and completely and wholly and through your spirit into your soul, which he is cleaning up, and even into your body and into this world. We are the first partakers of eternal life in our soul. And he makes us able. He gives us a hunger and a thirst. If you have any desire at all to know him, that desire comes from him. And it is the guarantee that he is making himself known to you, even right then. If you're not interested in hearing from God, it's just not your time yet. He's still working on you. Again, it doesn't matter if we turn our back on him. He cannot turn his back on us. He is fully invested. And what does it look like? He gives. He is eternally creative. He is eternally life. He is eternally giving. 
he can't not do it. He just wants to make us able to receive everything he wants to give. And he is doing whatever is necessary to make us able. You know, he's sharpening our senses. He's renewing our body. He's clearing out, cleaning out our ears. He is revealing truth to the lies we've believed. We all believe so many lies. We've inherited them. We've made them up that fit our soul, our temperament. They're cultural, but our beliefs about ourselves, about God, influence our relationship with him. And a lot of what we believe about him is either limited or just outright not true. It's based on lies. It's based on manipulation or what other people have believed or experienced. This is why our hope is in turning to God and letting him make the changes. You don't even know what you need. You don't even know what you want. But God does. And he's stirring up a hunger and a thirst in you even now. Let him do it and say, Lord, I'm going to spend more time with you so you can stir up and draw me. I want everything you have for me. Don't let me settle for anything less than everything you have. So thanks for tuning in. We'll be getting back together again next time, this time next week. Until then, if you have any questions, drop me a line at dianeattherainersclub.org or through Blog Talk Radio. Have a great weekend. This has been Diane Thomas of Rainers Radio. Good night.